You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. This week, we learn a simple way for God's Word to guide our prayers. So today, we're going to be doing something a little different. So there's going to be some um, group participation. There's going to be some discussion at times. Um, so I'm excited for it. Today's going to look a little different. We're still going to get out on time because I have a matinee at 2. So don't worry, we're not going to be here all day. Um, so you're welcome. See, all these, all these prefaces. Um, we're, we're, today we're going to be talking about praying the Bible. Now some of you maybe have, have read this book. Uh, Joe um, has talked about it before, Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Um, we have copies up here for you. If, copies up here for you. If you would like one as a free gift, take it. Even if this is not your first time here, take it as a free gift. There's also some on the back bookshelf as well. Uh, if you want to leave a donation, cool, but th- this is a, uh, a Christmas gift, if you will, to you. Um, so what I'm speaking of is coming from this book. I did not come up with this, um, but this is something really cool. Uh, so when we're talking about prayer, like we're talking a whole service about prayer. Yeah, we are. Um, Barna Research, they did, they did a, a study, and they talked about, um, diff- they talked to different people, and it's kind of hard to see the numbers, but the importance of religion in one's life and the frequency of prayer. So it said um, there was 79%, they said daily prayer for people who are religious, it's very important that they should do it every day. Um, and then they went even, even went further, and they said the belief in God, that was up to 85%, said daily prayer is very important, 85%. And if we were to do a poll, our numbers would probably be very similar. Um, um, now, for us, this is not, I'm not trying to guilt trip. Joe has been talking so much about we are not, we respond out of guilt so many times. So this next question isn't a question of guilt, it's just hopefully a question to make us listen. But 85% say daily prayer is important, but how about us? Like, how often do we pray, or, or, how, or the quality of our prayers? Daily, weekly, monthly, rare, I, I don't even know. Um, Barna, again, with their research, they, they found that different generations, younger millennials, if you can see this, so that far one, so younger millennials, only 10% of them said that they pray daily. Um, older millennials, 12, Gen X, 28. Uh, our baby boomers, they're up at 34%, said that they would pray daily. And so we see, we, there's this tension, I guess, with like this frustration, like, we see the value of it, all of us, we know, we, like, we all went to Sunday school, Jesus, prayer, like, we know those things, but for some reason, there's just a, a difficulty when we do them, again, not making us feel guilty, if, that, if you're feeling guilty, maybe that's the Holy Spirit, um, and so that's where, again, this, oops, that's where this talk today, and this book today is incredibly helpful, praying the Bible. Now, Again, prayer is awesome. And as we talked about um, in Philippians, Philippians 4, you know, in everything, um, in everything, do not be anxious about, about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. And in Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, the writer of Hebrews tells us, that it, you know, it is through Christ 
that we're able to come before the Father and pray. So God hears our prayer. He hears our prayer. Um, in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 19 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that is opened up through the curtain that is his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So again, we see that Scripture is telling us it is through Christ that we're able to come before the Father and pray, that we're able to come near to God and pray. People were so confused about prayer or mixed up about prayer, they even asked Jesus, and Jesus on his Sermon on the Mount, he's like, when you pray, pray like this. So like, people have been struggling with how to pray to God for centuries. I'm not the, the guru that knows how to fix it, but through some things today, I think we may be able to enrich our prayer time. And we cannot neglect, we cannot neglect the importance of the Holy Spirit. As Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what, sorry, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches, searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Again, we are not, I am not neglecting the Holy Spirit's work. I'm not neglecting the work of Christ today. We're actually using the words of Christ today to speak to Christ today. And as children of God, as citizens of heaven, we are able to boldly come before God and pray to him in all things. So we see, amen, yeah. We see the importance of it. And now we know, like, we have the access. We have permission. There's not, like, a secret thing, a secret handshake, a secret knock. To do it, we have this full confidence. And then, the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit is there interceding on our behalf. God is interceding on our behalf to talk to God. How cool is that? How cool is that? So, Donald Whitney, in his book, he, keeps, he refers to like the problem. Why, why do we struggle with praying so much? And his argument, um, and his kind of his thesis for the book is, the reason that we don't like to pray, or we don't pray as much as we should, is we pray the same old things about the same old things. We pray the same old things about the same old things. I have to be careful, because this is being broadcast, but there are people I have been around that every time they pray, you could almost lip-sync their prayers because they're the same prayers every time. Not that those prayers aren't important. But are we really praying, or, or are we just like rote memorization when we come to things? And many times when we pray, we pray the same old things about the same old things. Now again, a disclaimer. Um, disclaimer. Um, I made this for students, so it's really interactive, and so bear with me. Um, Praying, again, praying about the same old things is normal. If you're a parent or a grandparent, 
praying for your grandchildren and your children and your kids. Like, that's normal and good. Pastor Joe, he prays for us. I prayed for Nate twice this week. I'm done. I've maxed out. No, like, <laughs> praying about the same old things is normal. But saying the same old things is boring. We pray the same old things and say the same old things. It's like, well, what else do I got to say to God? I don't know what else to say. So I'm just, and we just slack off or back up. Or you're like me, and you're like, okay, I want to have this prayer time, and God, thank you for this great day. Oh, it was so beautiful outside today. Oh, I hope it doesn't snow soon. Man, where's, I, when it snows, I got to get the snow shovel out. Where is that? Oh, Christmas is coming. Man, I got my beach vacation coming up. And like, you started off, and like, maybe, no, just me? Okay, sorry. Everyone else, you're great. Yeah, I get on rabbit trails on prayer, and then like, you fall asleep, and you're like, man, I am a horrible prayer what can the Holy Spirit do with that, okay? Uh, so we're praying the same old things about the same old things. It becomes boring, and we just, we don't pray, or we slack off. Um, so, I mean, would you say that when you're praying, that is boring, or, you know, I just can't do it. It's, it's not for me, you know, like Charlie Brown, whoa, what's wrong with me? If we had a, an opportunity if you had an opportunity to speak to one person, one celebrity, one historian, one figure, living or dead, and have a 30-minute interview with them, you'd be so excited, okay? And you have to come up with these questions, and you're excited to have this one-on-one, no-holds-bars conversation with this person. You'd be so excited to have this conversation. And you have it, and like that was the coolest 30 minutes of my life. And then the next day, Somebody comes to you and says, hey, 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 uh, you, get to have this, you get to talk to that person again today. Like, oh, that's so cool. But Eric, you have to ask the exact same questions as yesterday. Okay. Day three. Eric, same questions as yesterday. Four. This cool, incredible 30-minute mind-blowing conversation turns into a mind-numbing, begrudging conversation. Because we're saying the same old things about the same old things. So there's a solution. There's a solution to this, um, or a helpful thing. Um, some of us, I mean, as Paul says, like, consider your calling, brothers, for, uh, for not many of you are wise according to worldly standards. Guilty. So what do we do? How do we do this? Um, so the build-up. Are you ready to stop praying the same old things about the same old things? So the solution, again, the solution, here it is. When you pray, pray through a passage of Scripture, particularly a psalm, particularly a psalm. Some of you are saying, what, this, what does this mean? What, what is that? I bet this is hard and boring. And No, I, it's, it's actually very simple. God wants us to talk to him, and he's given us a way to talk to him through Scripture. So, so, so why the psalms? Well, um, well one, we, we are bad at knowing God. We are bad at knowing God, so much so that God has had to reveal himself. God has had to reveal himself to us through Scripture, uh, through this special revelation. Um, we see it through his Son and through Scripture, and so God has revealed himself to us, and we're bad at knowing God on our own. We make God in our image versus realizing we are made in his image and what that means. So God um, has revealed himself to us. God has revealed himself to us. 
He's given us 151 songs, 151 instructions of, okay, you were all really bad at knowing me and what I can do. Here's 151 scripts, playbooks, prompts to see who I am. If you've ever used any sort of online dating app, you, like, you read the profile, like, oh, I think I know this person. And then you go and like, okay, well, yeah, we'll set up a date. And you go and meet them. And like, oh, I see that you're a vegetarian. I don't know. So like, you know that person a little bit. God has given us so much more so we can know him. We're bad at knowing God. Why the Psalms? Well, Paul says in Ephesians 5, Paul says in Ephesians 5, 18 uh, and 19, it says, uh, do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Scripture says to you, Scripture, to talk to God. Uh, Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16. Again, Paul says in Colossians 3.16, and let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving with your hearts to God. Again, Scripture is saying use Scripture. So let's use Scripture. Um, it also it gives us a direction and momentum to, keep, to help us focused on those rabbit trail prayers that I am so guilty of. And also, it, it gives us a way to system, systematically encounter the Psalms. There's 151 of them. Some of them are, are big. Some of them are short. Some of them are weird. There's language that we're not familiar with. But it, it gives us a way to encounter the Psalms and ultimately in a way that is pointing us to God. There is a, there's a number of people who have used this. And one um, is a gentleman by the name of George Mueller. George Mueller, he, um, a super short history on George Mueller, but he was, um, he owned a number of boys' homes and orphanages um, in London. Um, and he kept a prayer journal, and in his prayer journal, he recorded that he had over, um, I'm sorry, uh, he had like 2,000 orphanages at, uh, orphans at a time, over 10,000 in his lifetime. And during that time, he would never make the needs publicly known of his ministry. He'd pray for them. And God provided an incredible way for all these boys. And in his prayer journals, he has over 50,000 specific recorded answers to prayer. 30,000 of which were answered in the same day or hour. Okay, this isn't a one, this isn't like a quick one thing fix all um, but wait there's more it's not a like, this doesn't solve our problems but how did he pray or what was his focus and mentality to pray that much they had 50,000 prayers or things that I prayed for and then he kept the, he kept a record and we see that they were answered the needs of his ministry were always met and it wasn't until the end of the year like when he released his report that the people saw the true needs that he had had throughout the year and how it had been provided for by generous donors and, and, and others. Well, how? Well, Mueller is re um, recorded as really struggling to pray, really struggling to pray, but then he made one change. And, and Mueller, these, uh, these are his words. The difference then between my former practice and my present one is this. 
Formally, when I rose, I began to pray as soon as possible and generally spent all my time till breakfast in prayer, or almost all the time. At all events, I almost invariably began with prayer. But what was the result? I often spent a quarter of an hour, a half an hour, even an hour on my knees before being conscious to myself of having derived comfort, encouragement, humbling my soul, etc. And often, after having suffered from much wandering of the mind for the first ten minutes or quarter of an hour or even half an hour, I only then began to pray. I scarcely ever suffer now in this way. For my heart being nourished by the truth, being brought into um, ex um, experiential fellowship with God, I speak to my Father and to my friend, vile though I am and unworthy of it, about the things that he has brought before me in his precious word. It, it often now astonishes me that I did not sooner see this point. In Mueller, he would use the scriptures to help him pray. He would use the words of God to help him pray and focus him. Okay, a couple of tiny disclaimers before we begin. I'm not saying every time you go to, like, bless your pizza, you break out your Bible, find a passage, and, and, re and no, no, no. But this is a way to help us in our time to pray. Whenever um, the people are up here praying after our first song, many of us are relying on the scriptures to help guide and focus our prayers. Um, a couple other quick reasons, like, well, well why, why, the, why the Psalms? Well, we see when Christ, when he was on the cross, we see Christ, he was praying a Psalm. Um, we see the Christians in the book of Acts, whenever they're being persecuted, they are singing Psalms and praying Psalms one to another. Also, when it comes to the, the Bible, um, a third, of, a third of the Bible is poetry. A third of the Bible is poetry. And so there's, there's so much of it in there. So let's use these things to speak to God and to know God better. So the method, okay? This is super simple. This is super simple. If you're taking notes, stop and just watch. I promise you, it's so simple. It's so, so simple. If you're taking notes or writing, just stop. And just, just watch. It's so simple. We're going we're gonna, to... Mm, so easy. So what we're going to do is first, you pick a psalm. We're going to get to this together, okay? And then you read the first verse. So let's, let's do uh, Psalm 23 together. So if you have your Bible, go to Psalm 23. Some of you are taking notes. Some of you are taking notes. You're not listening to the teacher. Psalm 23, David's, David's psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, okay? So for there, and you read the, so pick a psalm, 23, read the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, next step. Pray, pray whatever comes to mind that was prompted by this verse. If we believe all scriptures from God is good for correction, teaching, reproof, if we're believing the Holy Spirit spoke these words and the Holy Spirit is helping us, then whatever comes to mind. 
So the Lord is my shepherd. Maybe, again, maybe you are praying for the leaders of the church as they shepherd over us. Maybe you are praying um, for your livestock. If you're, you know, if maybe you're a farmer and you have animals and like, God, help me be a good shepherd today of them or uh, as a father or apparently help me shepherd my family well. Maybe that's what you're praying for. That's great. Maybe you have a friend named Shep and he comes to mind. Pray for Shep, okay? Um, or I shall, not, I shall not want. God, help me to be content or thank you for the things you have given me. Maybe whatever comes to mind, pray. After you've finished or you get distracted, can't think of anything else to pray, that's fine, and just read the next verse and then repeat. If you, and if you read a verse and nothing comes to mind, that's okay, just go to the next verse. Just go to the next verse. Simple. Pick a psalm, read the verse, whatever comes to mind, pray. And whenever you've exhausted just go to the next one. Just go to the next, the next line. Again, we've, we've already said this morning, you know, in everything, pray. So whether we're praying for the shepherds or for Shep or for whatever comes to mind, we are to be praying in everything. Now, a couple tiny clarifications again. We're going to practice this together. We're actually going to do this together. As we said, there's going to be some silence and participation coming up. Um, we're not doing interpreting the Bible. We're not doing our, our hermeneutics and exegesis. Like, oh, what does this passage mean? And in the Greek and the Hebrew. No, we're not doing that or doing all this um, harmonizing of Scripture. We are simply using it to help us in our prayer and prompting. There's a benefit of that. There's a benefit of that. And so don't, don't be terrified that you're going to twist or bend Scripture. If we're believing the Holy Spirit's helping us, the Holy Spirit will get us in the right place. As Whitney says in his books, we are using the language of God to talk to God. Or the way he says it best, the Spirit of God will use the Word of God to help the people of God pray increasingly according to the will of God. Yeah, that, that is a grunt one. That is a good one, yeah. The Spirit of God will use the Word of God to help the people of God pray increasingly according to the will of God. As Jesus says in, in John 6, 63, you know, the words that Jesus says, he says, the words that I give you are spirit in life. Many of us were saying at the beginning, you know, our prayer time, it is, it is it's kind of stagnant or lukewarm at best, maybe, and it's boring, but Jesus says, no, the words I've spoken to you are, are spirit and life. So let's use these words of spirit and life this morning to talk to God and stop praying the same old things about the same old things. So, what we're going to do is we're going to, we'll just use Psalm 23 this morning. You're already there. And so for 10 minutes, we're going to pray through this psalm like we've talked about. Now, if you take the whole 10 minutes and only get through verse 1, that is awesome. Like, or if you get halfway through, that's great. And if you go through the whole thing, cool. This is, you're, don't, 
We're not setting a pace for ourselves, but we're just setting a 10-minute time. There's no wrong way to do this as far as how far you get. Whitney, in, the, in this book, uh, he talks about doing this, this same workshop with, at a group, um, and there was um, a lady there, and they took the whole time, and she had only gotten through the first verse because everything kept coming to mind. The Spirit just used so many things um, from this first verse and just kept prompting her mind, prompting her heart to pray for things. So again, we'll pick a verse, pick a psalm, read the verse, pray what comes to mind. When you're distracted or cannot think of anything else, just go to the next one. I've done the, I've, I, I've, at Calvary where I teach, we've done this a number of times um, with students, all the way down to um, seventh grade. And it, it is incredible. They'll be like, yeah, I, I was only halfway through, or it flew by. So 10 minutes may seem like a big time. But I know we can do this. I know the Holy Spirit is going to help us do this. So we're going to take 10 minutes and we're going to pray a psalm. For me, I encourage you, if you to not use your phone, this, this is me, um, because I get distracted by any notifications or things and the temptation is there. Um, so... If, if that's you, if you're, if you're more disciplined than I, that is awesome. If you want to use a paper Bible, there should be some of the seats in front of you. Um, so ready? Let's pray together. At this point in our worship gathering, we had 10 minutes of silent prayer, each individually praying through Psalm 23. If you'd like to do this yourself, pause the podcast here and press play again when you're done. So let me, let me ask you, how did it go? How did it go? Were you praying the same old things about the same old things? Did it feel like 10 minutes? No, it, it, yeah, that was nice. That's, that's nice. It always kind of, when I do this with like my eighth graders, or it's like they get terrified, like 10 minutes. I can't, like a three-minute prayer and we're dead. Um, <laughs> like, somebody in my church spoke for like Four minutes on a prayer was the worst thing ever. I was like, oh, okay. Anyways, they're funny. Okay, awesome. So yeah, as I mean, I think this is great. I got to go back up to my notes. I think this is great. Like, again, we can see that this method, it's super simple to use. And as we were reminded, even from you guys saying, like, it is God giving us the words to talk to God, but then God also talking to us through his word at the like, same time. So it's actually like, hearing from God or actually like, oh, I actually felt like I was talking and being heard versus just throwing words into the ethos of the, of the, of the galaxy, you know? Like, no, like, no. God's actually hearing, hearing this. Two tiny last things. Um, so we said, like, this is a way to systematically encounter the Psalms. Now, if if any of you maybe get anxious or worried or like, how do I pray or which one do I pick and uh, you take 15 minutes then or five minutes just picking the psalm. Don't worry, Whitney has a plan for that. Here's how to make a plan. All you have to do, oops, too far. All you have to do is remember the number 30. Remember the number 30. So take the date of the day, the fifth, 
and just go look at Psalm, go look at Psalm 5, and then just skim through it. Because the Psalms, again, we said a third of, the, of our Bible is poetry, and the Psalms, they cover a whole wide range of things, from praising God, to petitioning to God, to like grieving, um, and then rejoicing. We see, we see a whole range of emotions in the Psalms. And so whenever you go to a Psalm, instead of like scouring your Bible, or doing like I used to do as a terrible teenager, like, God, show me what you want me to see today, Magic 8 Ball, and uh, um, crush them against... The, anyways, um, <laughs> may they become like the slime of a snail. Um, it's in there. Um, so go to Psalm 5, and if you skim down through it, like, give ears to me, Lord, and consider my groanings. Maybe if your Bible has a heading, it may even help you know a little bit more about what that one is. Um, but through your steadfast love. So just kind of skim down through, and if, like, hey, some stuff in there is jumping off, or, like, the Spirit is prompting me, use that one for the day. If not, just add 30 and then go to Psalm 35. Five plus nine, you see? Uh, and then you can skim down through that one. And if that one doesn't work, add another 30 and up to 65. And you'll have like five different Psalms for that time. So that way, in the month, you're not praying the same Psalm twice. It works. Ah. Um, now, what about Psalm? Now, just what about Psalm 119? That's the big one. You land on that month, you go there, and it's like 176 verses. You're like, let's buckle up. Um, well, <laughs> you, hey, that's awesome. Uh, there's a lot to be rejoicing in there. The psalmist is rejoicing as he's writing that. Uh, what Whitney suggests is on the 31st, because oh, then he repeats, the 31st of the month, um, just take a chunk of 119. Uh, and so maybe over a couple months, you can go through 119. That, that's his suggestion. So, but if you want to pray through Psalm 119, that's awesome. And again, don't feel like you have to pray the entire chapter. It's not, because then it's like works-based prayer, and then we get this guilt that I didn't pray the whole chapter. And then we back into that cycle of guilt and shame. These words are life and truth. That's what Jesus said. So pray if you want to set a timer, or like, you know what, from the time I wake up till the time I have to do this, um, or set a time and do it. If you, if you want to be disciplined, use a timer. That's sweet. Or if you just want to take it and just pray through that psalm and use that time. Again, don't make it complicated. Don't make it legalism. But this is a time to spend time communing with God. If you want, again, if you want to learn more about this, because um, again, it's praying the, the book is called Praying the Bible, not just the Psalms. Whitney, through his other chapters, talks about how you can pray through the, um, pray through the epistles and pray through the teachings and pray through narratives, how you can use those things to pray as well. Don't have time for, to go through all those today. So what we're going to do, again, we have the book, and some of us don't like to read, so you know what? Let's make it even simpler. Donald Whitney, again, the writer, the guy that wrote this, he has a series of videos that he put together, kind of summarizing these chapters. And we put them on a playlist on our YouTube page. So if you go to Mountain City Church YouTube page, click on Playlists, you'll see some videos that look like this. And it says, Praying the Bible. And so we've comp compiled them in there for you. There's like six videos. So... If you didn't like the way I taught it, listen to this guy. He knows more than me. Um, so you can watch those. And so that's another resource. That's another resource. So another reason I said don't take notes. We have all this stuff here for you. Um, but again, this is an opportunity for us as we've been looking at as children of God, as we are slaves to righteousness, a way to commune better with God, to quit praying the same old things about the same old things, the same old way, and pray to God. And pray to God. Again, and as... As Whitney says, we can use the Spirit of God, we use the Word of God to help the people of God pray increasingly according 
to the will of God. I'm so excited for, you, for all of us to be using this. Um, as, good band, if you guys want to come on up. Um, as, that you guys can, will use this, and maybe as we are going through the Christmas season, that this will be a time for you to pray with your family and pray for those around us. Um, if you are not on the Mountain City Church War Room, talk to Joe or someone. There's, a, there's always a number of prayer requests on there. So if you're wanting more things to be specifically praying about, there's stuff there as well. And you can use these psalms and other passages of Scripture to help us pray and commune according to the will of God. Thank you for listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. To learn more about our church, visit our website at mountaincty.church. Thanks again, and may the Lord bless your week.